0: Let's give a warm BCC welcome to Mark Ritchie. Mark is, um, Mark is a bit of a friend of this house. Uh, he is an evangelist in his, uh, in his soul. Uh, he's also a really funny guy. Uh, so yeah, Mark, take it away. Thanks so much. Thank you. Wow, that's great. Well, it's great to be here. Um, I am Scottish. Anyone else Scottish in the room? Oh, yes, that's my brother right there. Yeah, good. Um, I want to say massive thank you because absolutely, 100%, um, I've been doing the Edinburgh Fringe and I needed um, to get myself in the program, the official program, but it costs a little bit. And, you know, this church here, you guys were so, so generous and I was able to get my um, face in the program. And lots of people ask me, why is an evangelist you know I'm traveling around the world preaching the gospel why is an evangelist at the Edinburgh Fringe a comedy festival and then the reason why is that when I was 15 16 I used to go up to Edinburgh because I live in a place called Musselboro which is just outside Edinburgh I used to go in and I would hear comedians ripping the name of Jesus apart ripping faith to bits slagging off Jesus on the cross, making fun of the stuff that we hold so dear. And I remember being 16, sitting in one of those rooms and saying, one day I'm gonna be on that stage and I am gonna lift up the name of Jesus. I'm gonna lift his name high. And you know, I'm really excited to tell you that that is exactly what we did at the festival this year. We did not hold back. We thought, do you know what? We're gonna put the cross right in the center place. And people came in, 80% of the crowd were not yet Christian and they were laughing and having a laugh and finding it fun. And then I weaved in the message of the gospel and then boom, the cross. And we were so excited when people were absolutely hit between the eyes with the message of the cross. And that's what I get the chance to do, to take the cross to the most unlikely place. I was in a pub in Belfast And right there in Belfast, I don't know if you, people from Northern Ireland, they give you feedback, yeah? They give you feedback immediately, yeah? They don't put on a form, they give you immediately, yeah? And there I was in this pub in Belfast and lots of people laughing, but then, boom, I placed the cross in the center place. And I want you to know, whatever the media tell you, the cross is still working, it is still powerful, it is still changing lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it is great, it is so great to be here. Um, I was reading this book recently. When my son was 15, you see, I was reading this book and it was telling me that this preacher, he used to take his son everywhere he went and his son would sit on the front row and his son would say, dad, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And I'm reading this thinking, I want this. I want my son to say that. He's like, the boy said to his dad, Dad, is it okay if I call you sir? I want that, yeah? I want my son to be like, can I call you sir? So I started to take my 15-year-old son to some events that I was preaching at. And I remember one, there was about 3,000 people and my son was in the front row, he was 15 and I was preaching my heart out and everyone was responding and my son was there rolling his eyes, yeah? And he was like, oh. And I'm like giving it the best I can give it. And he's like, oh, get on with it, yeah? And I'm like, oh. And then the leader of the event said, Mark, that was great. We've got a little side room. We've asked all the leaders to come in the side room. Would it be okay if you came and answered some questions? And I goes, that's cool. So I said to my son, Jordan, I says, come on, we're going in here. So we go in and he's like, he sits down and I start to answer these questions. And these leaders are asking me questions like, oh, that was a great talk. How did you craft your talk? And I'm starting to answer by going, oh, you know, when you start answering a bit pompous, yeah? And I noticed a little table that had got tea and coffee on it. And in the middle of answering these questions, I just turned to my son and I says, hey son, how about you jump up and get your dad a coffee? And he said right back, how about you jump up and get it yourself? Oh, how about you jump up and get it yourself? Honestly, there were 70 people in this room and 50 of them got up and got me a cup of coffee, yeah? It was embarrassing. It was like synchronized buttock clench, yeah? Everyone was like, Arr! and oh. And so on the way home in the car, my 15-year-old son, I am like, Jordan, Jordan, what do you mean? How about you jump up and get it yourself? My son turned to me and says, Dad, God, has told me to keep you humble. (sighs) Oh, do not clap that. God has told me to keep you humble. And as I was driving along, I says, well, that's great, son, because God has told me to keep you in poverty. So it's all gonna work out. It's all gonna work out nice, isn't it, you? I don't take him anywhere, I go now, yeah? I leave him at home. No, it's good. Well, I've got a message burning inside me today. And it's from a really well-known verse, a well-known chapter, Psalm 23. Psalm 23, and I feel God wants to speak to us today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. For his namesake even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me hallelujah for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you hallelujah we could go home now could not we okay you know let me preach people are going yeah yeah let's go what a beautiful beautiful passage that is and i want to kind of really lean into that verse five you prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows the first thing i want to say about this is that god He has prepared a table for you. You have got a feast. You see, it's tough being a Christian in 2022. It's hard to keep on going. It's hard to bring up a little family when you've got social media in their bedroom interrupting their lives. It's difficult to be a man of God when you're hitting against so much opposition. It's difficult to be a mom and a woman of God when there's so much coming against us. And let me tell you, if we don't sustain, if we do not take in, if we do not build ourselves up, we'll give in. We'll fade away. We'll walk away. You see, God wants us to to build ourselves up in our faith through the word of God to eat and to get that word of God in our lives. My friend Neil, he did a hundred mile run, 100 miles in one go. I mean, I don't know about you, but I need to lie down just thinking about that, yeah? A hundred miles. And one of the most incredible things about it is, he said to me, Mark, it's all about what you take on board, what you eat. You've got to, in such a long run, you've got to sustain yourself during the run. He would stop and he's got pasta and he's got cold beans and he's got all these horrendous things that he eats so that he can be strong to get to the end. Oh, friends, my church, I want you to know we need to sustain ourselves in the word of God. We need to get God's word in us. I don't know about you, but during lockdown you know lots of people did new things some people learned a new language some people built a new part of the house I've even got a friend that built a swimming pool I mean the thing I did during lockdown was I learned how to eat I was eating all the time I don't know if anyone else is like that you know the two meter rule that was for the fridge yeah I need to stay away from the fridge two meters I was eating a lot But you know, one of the really big things that I did was I decided that I wanted to memorize huge parts of the Bible. I wanted to have the Word of God in myself. I wanted it in my mind, in my soul. You know, Grandma used to say, didn't she? You know, memorize the Word of God. And you know, we've been a bit cool and we don't need to do that, memory verses. That's so old school. But actually, Grandma was onto something. Get the Word of God in your mind. Get the word of God in your soul so that we are sustained during the good times and during the tough times. I love these words where it says, you know, he prepares a table for us Wow, in the presence of my enemies. You see, what you needed to know about David is that David had people that wanted to kill him. He had a list of people that wanted to kill him. He is not mucking around when he said, in the presence of my enemies. Now, most people in this room, you don't actually have someone that wants to kill you. Yeah? Some of you are sitting saying, have you met my wife? She would, uh, she'd love to kill me. But let's put that aside for a minute. Most of us, we don't have anyone that wants to kill us. But this is the truth. We all in this room have enemies of our soul. We have enemies of our soul. We have discouragement. We have fear. We have apathy. We have things that come against us. We have things that are troubling us. We have things that intimidate us. We have all got things that we could stand up today and say, Mark, I am struggling with this. But what I love, you see, sometimes when I was a young kid, Mark, my kind of upbringing was that the preacher would almost be a bit like Jesus is like a magic wand and he'll take all your troubles away you'll come to the front and God will put his fairy dust on you and everything will be fine and as you grow a bit older and you get more mature in your faith you realize that that's not true we all have challenge we all have struggle we've all got difficulty but what I love about this is that even in the presence of your enemies you can enjoy the goodness and bounty of God you can enjoy the goodness and the bounty of God wow it does not eliminate the presence of your enemies it doesn't say come to Jesus and everything will be fine. It doesn't say if you're a Christian you'll never face doubt or hardship or trouble. What it says is you may have all of that staring across the table at you, but you can enjoy the feast of God. The feast of God. Wow! that You can know what it is to enjoy the bounty of God even in the midst of struggle. Maybe God's not going to magic wand away all my troubles, but I can know the peace of God as I look at my enemy and say, I am enjoying this meal. I remember once, this is just me, I'm a bad person sometimes, but I was with someone. Have you ever done this where you go out for a meal and the person at the table's like, oh, I'm on a bit of a strict diet, so I can only have like a nut, yeah, or a piece of fruit. That's all I can have. Now I know you're all lovely people. So you would be there saying, okay, I I will try and adjust my intake because of what is happening with you, yeah? That's a sensitive and a good thing to do. I am not that person, yeah? You might be on some kind of weird, crazy diet. You crack on, I'm having the platter, yeah? I am having, I'm having the full deal. (laughs) And so I am there enjoy in the food and sometimes I'll be like this is amazing you should try this this is amazing I mean I'm sure that that looks lovely but this is awesome and what I love is that today we can go out from this place the enemy can leer over us it can intimidate us circumstances can be staring you down and you can be enjoying the lavish bounty of God You can be like, oh, this is good. You can be looking at the devil saying, you should try some of this. This is good. This is good. See, I've got a bit of a problem going on. We've been having some struggles with one of my wife's family down in London. And it's a difficult situation. It's intimidating. It's horrible. Even this weekend, we've been getting messages that have made us feel fearful and made us feel discouraged. But I speak this over myself that even as the enemy is trying to intimidate me, I am going to enjoy the feast of God. I'm going to enjoy the goodness of God. I'm not going to allow him to stop my sleep. I'm not going to allow him to give me anxiety. I'm not going to allow him to get in my head. I'm going to enjoy all the bounty of God, even in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. I am. I did a big, big event a, a, a few years ago. It was at the NEC, it was with Elim and it was a fantastic event. Um, it was, it, it, they had the band Delirious. Can anyone remember Delirious, the band? Some people are like, yeah. Some people are like, I've never heard of them. I do not know what you're talking about. Well, they were a big Christian band. They were amazing. The, I think there were about 12,000 people at the event. It was an incredible event. And uh, I was a preacher. And I was backstage and the band were on and I was, come on, Jesus, you know, I was praying my prayers. And then someone from the God channel came and they says, oh, you've got to come and see this. We're streaming it all out. We're putting it all out there. It's like, okay. And he's like, wow. He just like, come and see this. I go in the room, everyone in the God channel, they're all high-fiving, they're buzzing. They're saying, look, it's some Muslims have got on the site and they're writing in the chat. And they've said, we pronounce jihad against this event. And whoever's opening the Bible, we're gonna come against them. And it said some pretty horrible things that they were gonna do. And all of the God channel, they're all high-fiving, saying, yes, we've upset the devil, this is amazing. We're doing great, things." everyone was loving it, except me. Because I'm like, I'm the one that's opening the Bible. It's okay for you all to be high-fiving, but I'm the one that's gonna open the Bible. I thought, what am I going to do? Maybe I could get up and say, hi, my name's Pastor Nick. My address is on the screen, yeah? (laughs) I thought, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's not good. But you know, I was so upset and so fearful, I got really scared. And now 10 minutes before the preacher, I'm looking for a room to get in to pray. And all the rooms have got drama people in or dancers or bands I couldn't find anywhere so eventually I found this cupboard it was the cleaning cupboard and I got in the cleaning cupboard with the hoovers and the mops and all the stuff and I shut the door and in that cupboard I'm like oh God I'm doing this for you and God's oh whoa, whoa 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 God said Mark you're not doing this for me you're doing this with me I'm gonna be with you on that stage, don't you worry. And I had this sacred moment, this beautiful moment just in that cupboard, just like God. And then suddenly there's a young guy running up and down the corridor shouting, where is the preacher? The preacher is on in two minutes. And I was like, okay God, here we go. And I opened the door and the young guy stopped and I went, I am the preacher. And he looks at me, and just then a hoover fell out the cupboard. I says, that is the hoover of anointing, yeah? I take it everywhere I go. And what a powerful time. I got up there, and I preached the Gospel, and you know, it was incredible, because 1,300 people gave their lives to Jesus on that day. 1,300 people, wow, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because we're not doing this for God, we're doing this with God. And this week when you've got your challenges and when you've got your stuff, don't go into this week going, oh God, I'm doing this for you. I am doing this with you, God. All of the favor and the goodness of God goes with you. The power and awe of God is walking you down that school corridor or is walking you in that business, is walking with you in that situation in your family. Hallelujah. You see, I love this because, you know, the table is set, but I also love the fact that, you know, it says, you know, you anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. Now, when I first read that, I immediately thought that this was David talking about when he was anointed by Samuel to become king. That is what I thought. But when I dug a little bit deeper, I understood that it wasn't referring to that anointing. It was actually referring to an anointing that was an ancient custom at that time. And the ancient custom was this. It was a mark of respect that you would go to someone's house and they would show you that you are the esteemed guest by anointing your head with oil as you come in and by the anointing your head with oil they are saying make yourself at home everything here is yours you are our esteemed guest and you know i want you to know today my friend that the lord anoints your head with oil he says come in everything in heaven is yours All of God's health is yours. All of God's favor is yours. All of God's victory is yours. Make yourself at home. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the thought of coming in and that God is saying, oh, do not feel like an outsider. Don't feel like you've just kinda come in here by mistake. Don't feel like you're some kinda person that it's not for you. God says, welcome every one of you make yourself at home Uh, I went to Australia a few years ago I went to Melbourne and I went on my own and I was preaching and doing all this stuff in Australia now my wife she always like says Mark we should not let you out on your own you know what I'm saying because when I'm left on my own stuff tends to happen yeah I'm not always the best I was flying to Melbourne I thought we only had one stop we had two stops and stop the second stop the lady comes up and says you need to get off the plane get into the airport with three hours and then you come back on the plane and you'll sit right there so I'm like well why can't I just like sit here yeah and I'll stay here yeah I don't need to go out and then come back I can sit here and that'll be good right she goes we ask you to move. If you won't move, we'll get security. I thought, hmm, I probably need to move, yeah? And then I got there and I'm staggering around. I didn't even know what airport I was in. I didn't even know where I was. Oh man. And when we eventually got to Melbourne, I was discombobulated. I was all over the place. I didn't know which way was up, which way was down. I didn't know what my name was. I didn't know what my faith was. I was like, I was all over the place. And this couple picked me up. They took me to their home, far, far away from where I live in Nottingham. And they said, Mark, welcome here. Make yourself at home. Anything and everything in this house is yours. You can have whatever. Now I know I shouldn't have tried to get their TV in my suitcase, yeah? Maybe that was taking it too literal, but, But you know that sense when people say, welcome home, make yourself at home. And I wanna speak over your life today that there's some of us, we're tired. There's people in this room and you're discombobulated. You are wrung out. You have been through some stuff. And God says to you, you are my esteemed guest. The ultimate host says to you today, welcome. It's all yours. Peace, joy, goodness, hope. It's all yours. Oh God, you anoint our head with oil. And then I love this, I love this. It says my cup overflows. My cup overflows. You know, all of us are full of something and some of us are full of bitterness and complaint moaning complaining you know i call them the people like this the bmw club blamers moaners and whingers. they're always blaming someone else they're always moaning and they're always whinging now i know there's none here yeah they were all in the first service but you know But you've all met blamers, mourners, and wingers, haven't you? Don't text people that were in the first service, come on. (laughs) But you know, oh, when I first was in ministry, I I was a pastor in Barnsley, yeah? I'm from Edinburgh, Scotland, most beautiful city in the world. Barnsley isn't, yeah? And uh, I was there in Barnsley, and there was a woman, I don't know if you know someone like this, Man, she drains you. Every time you talk to her, she's moaning and whinging and complaining. And my wife and me were in Asda on the Saturday and we saw her, we both saw her, but she'd not seen us. And I promise you that my wife and me, both of us, without even saying a word, put our heads in the frozen chicken. We kept our heads there for a while. We're like, look at she's gone now, she's gone. Now we got frostbite, but listen, we did not have to listen to her for 40 minutes. You know, I don't wanna be that person that's blaming and moaning and whinging. I wanna be someone where my cup overflows, with joy and with hope and with life. That when people meet Mark Richie, they go away with a bounce in their step because they've done, I've done them some good. I've passed on some encouragement. I've left some blessing. I've left some goodness. Oh, I love it. The other week there, I just thought, Do you know what? I'm going to bless this guy behind me in Starbucks, and I paid for his coffee. And then I'm scurrying out, and he comes up, and he's, the lady says, oh, that guy's just paid for it. And then I just love it. I just turn around, and I'm just giving him a little wave. And you know that all day is going, who was that guy? Who was that guy that paid for my coffee? But I just want to be that guy. Here's a little blessing. Be blessed today. Are you leaving a trail of destruction or are you leaving a trail of blessing? Is your cup overflowing and doing people good or are you someone that everyone's like, oh, here he goes, here she goes. Oh. When I was uh, having to work from home, I used to work up in the loft and uh, we've got a little study space there. And all the down the stairs, we've got cream carpets all the way down, right down to the kitchen. And I would go down and make myself some coffee, and I would love to fill it right to the top. And then I'm walking up the stairs, and you know how life is. You know, it's not easy, especially for us guys, to walk without spilling, yeah? And we're kind of there, and I'd get to the top. And my wife, oh, she comes in, she's like, Mark! I can follow the trail right the way up the stairs, the coffee trail right the way up the stairs. Mark, this is so annoying. And I was like, my cup overflows. I says, it's in the Bible, Tamsin. Maybe you should read your Bible rather than have a go at me. So now I live up in the loft, yeah, no, I'm joking. (laughs) Not really. But you know that sense of that trail that we leave behind us. I want to encourage us as church today that we would leave a trail of joy and hope and life. That we would leave, that people that have met you this week would be like better because they've met you. That they would be like, do you know what? I feel a lot better about my Wednesday because I met that guy or I met that lady. My cop overflows. In a few moments, we are going to have this opportunity where I'm going to ask us to stand in the presence of God, because I've got a prayer of faith that maybe we're going to stand and we're going to say, yep, circumstances, difficulties, troubles are staring over at me, intimidating me. And I know what I'm standing for. I'm standing for my situation in London. And I'm like, wow, it's intimidating, it's hard. But I am gonna stand today and say, but I am gonna enjoy the feast of God. I've got a prayer inside me. that's gonna pray over you today that in amongst all that is going on, the difficulties and the troubles, wow. But before we do that, I love the band just getting up behind me. When I'm preaching, sometimes a keyboard player will just start playing. And that's their way of saying, okay, that's enough, yeah? We've heard, we've heard enough now, yeah? And I thought that was bad. And so my wife's got one for home. She plays one at home. She's like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, we've heard enough. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, Maybe today you're here and you're like, wow Mark, this sense of enjoying all that God's got for me. Maybe you're here today and you're like, the thought that God says, the favor and the goodness and the health of God, I want that. But Mark, I've never, I've never connected with this. Let me just quickly tell it like this. I don't know if you know this, but in London, if you go with a big rucksack or if you go with a big case, there's a place that you can call, go called the, the drop-off point. And you can take your baggage and you can take it to the drop-off point. And then you can leave it there and you go in and enjoy all that London's got to offer. You can go to the restaurants and the museums and all the art museums because you've dropped your stuff off. Well, you know, my friend, this story that we tell from the Bible is that Jesus is the drop-off point, that He died on the cross so that we can come with our baggage and that we can leave it at the cross. And when we leave our baggage at the cross, it means we can go and enjoy all that God has got for us. All the goodness and the blessing is for us. So what I'm gonna do before I get on to my final prayer. I'm gonna do this little prayer. And this is for people who've maybe never made that decision. You've never ever made it, or you did a long time ago and you strayed far from it. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray a really short prayer. And I'm gonna invite you to pray it after me. Don't say it out loud, pray it in your heart. And then I'm gonna say amen. And I'm gonna to count to three, And I'm gonna say on three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm gonna ask you to raise up your hand. And as you raise up your hand, just keep it up. The team have got a bag that they would love to put in your hand, a blue bag, and you take that and stick it under your chair. That is for you. We'd love for you to have that. This is for you today if, if you're far from God. This is for you today if you've never made this decision before. So I wonder if we could bow our heads close our eyes you can enjoy all that God's got for you why don't you just pray this little prayer after me God thank you for sending Jesus I leave my stuff at the cross I'm sorry for my baggage I now receive your forgiveness and thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Let's keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I'm gonna to count to three. And if you prayed that today, I'm gonna to ask you to stick up your hand on three. One, two, three. That's great. Just keep your hand up. That's really, really great. The team are gonna come now. If the team come with the bags, that would be great. Fantastic. There's a few people, just keep your hand up there. That's absolutely wonderful. A few people over here. That's marvelous. Just have patience with us for a minute. We want everyone that's got their hand up to get a bag. It's a lady here. Thank you, Lord, for people responding to you. Thank you, Lord. Just a lady at the back there. If someone's on that, that's great thank you lord for people responding just got a lady over here as well that's wonderful we don't want anyone to be missed god your presence is real and we can feel you and we can sense you just a couple left i don't know if we're able to get those that's wonderful thank you lord for your goodness thank you Lord for your mercy praise the Lord Lord you're good we love you and we thank you for your wonder and your blessing for people responding to you in this moment we give you praise in Jesus name you know if, if you had your hand up today and you maybe never got a bag please would love to get a bag to you don't, um, don't go without getting one of them. But church, I've got a little faith prayer before we go today. And I know I'm standing on tiptoes today because I'm like, God, you know my enemy, you know my trouble, you know my circumstance, but I'm gonna enjoy the feast of God. And I know whether you're here for the first time or you've been many times, maybe there are people and you've been here your whole life, but that does not mean we've not got enemies of our soul. And I'm going to in one moment, I'm going to say, if you would like me to pray this prayer over you, then on three, I'm going to ask you to stand where you are. And I'm going to pray that we would enjoy the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the peace. Oh, I've I've got something going on that somebody's taking medication for anxiety. And you can stand today and we're going to believe that heaven is going to pour stuff into you. Heaven is going to pour stuff into you. Oh, we can enjoy the bounty of God in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. So if you would like me to pray this over you, then I'm going to ask you to stand on three. One, two, three. That's amazing. You stand where you are. You stand where you are. That is wonderful. Fantastic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we're gonna believe for a moment right now that we're gonna enjoy the feast of God in the presence of our enemies. If you're comfortable, my friend, I want you to raise your hands up towards heaven. If you feel okay to do that, I'm asking you to do that. And oh, I know that there are situations and circumstances. I know that there are troubles and problems and, and things that would intimidate us and would make us back off. Things that would make us feel that we need to make ourselves smaller and make her feel back down and you make yourself feel like you need to fade back. But I'm telling you as I speak it over you right now, that God wants you to stand on your tiptoes. He has got the bounty of heaven for you. He has got the goodness of God, all of it to be poured on you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, as our hands are raised up to you now, Hallelujah, as our hands are raised up to you now. God, many things intimidate our soul, but we pray God that we would enjoy the feast of heaven. We would enjoy the table that has been set for us. Peace, joy, the goodness of God, forgiveness and wholeness. Hallelujah, all of that is ours, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give God a massive clap. Shall we thank Mark for his wonderful message today?